Liberate, the podcast where we explore what it means to live a life of deep liberation and unbridled pleasure in love, life, and business. My name's Lauren Becker. Nothing is off limits here. Get ready to come alive in full-bodied, wildly enriching, soul-aligned possibility. This is your permission to liberate. Welcome back to the Liberate podcast. I am your host, Lauren Becker, and today I have the incredible Kristen Knight here. I have uh, spoken many, many times with Kristen before, and she's <sighs> one of my favorite people to, to speak to just mm. in absolute conversation. Uh, Kristen is a, uh, she's a certified sexuality coach, a tantra practitioner, yoga teacher, uh, you're a voice for women's empowerment and sexual liberation. And I really love all that you do. And I feel like our conversations and the, the conversations that we have together and have had in the past are so juicy, so mm. bodied And mm. I love where they take us, where they go, because um, we don't always know what's going to evolve. And there is always just so much juice and deliciousness that comes from them. From them. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, beautiful woman. I love having you here. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Lauren, to, uh, for inviting me to your podcast called Liberate. I mean, I just love the essence of that and everything that that means and holds for, um, you know, for women, for humanity, for, you know, the space that, um, that we navigate within ourselves and then how to show up in our liberation um, in the world, you know, so I'm just in so supportive of, of what you do and what you stand for. And I love, yeah, just the alignment. And like you said, the connection and the dance that we weave together when we, when we speak and when we connect and when we hang out. And I hope one day in the not too distant future, I'll be hanging out with you in it person. <laughs> I'm back in the city one day. You never get yeah. back. I'm like that bad <laughs> Um, so I really, I really love, uh, to know from you what liberation means to you. What is your version of liberation? Uh, so liberation to me means that like, I know who and what I am at the deepest level. And I've really gone inside and been able to peel away all the pieces and all the layers and really understand and release and clear the past, right? So I'm able to more fully be connected 
in the present and from this place really be able to see and create the future. And so I think it takes a level of personal liberation of self-liberation to first identify the things that are pre that prevented me from being able to really embody and step into a more liberated space. And so that's kind of like you know, the descent, the deep dive into the underworld to kind of really swim in what is going on inside of me when I've stopped um, distracting, avoiding, numbing, repressing, running, you know, these kind of things and got really, really still and really got to sit with what is going on inside of me. It's like that for me was the pathway to feeling more liberated, right? I don't know if I can sit here and say I'm in full liberation all the time. However, I know what I'm about. I know what's going on inside. And so that was like a key to stepping into a more liberated way of being in the world, of being in relationships. And so that looks like feeling like I've got my back, right? <laughs> like I fully am rooted in my center. I know what I'm about. I've got my back and I'm able to show up even despite, you know, what might be there, what, you know, if there are still, you know, fears or insecurities or these things that always come up because we're human, right? So really for me being in a liberated state is like, oh, acknowledging everything that's there and then still taking aligned action into, you know, my most empowered identity, my most empowered self, my most, myself that feels so kind of just free to be unapologetic, right? <laughs> to show up and take space and use my voice and, and really let go of how it's received or how it might be, um, you know, the kind of the people pleaser falls away when I'm in my liberated state. You know, the, the part of me that still wants to play small or not be seen starts to fall away when I really step into this liberated state. So it's an archetype and an energy that I've actually really been working with, especially in um, my leadership role and really kind of stepping more into this kind of feminine embodied leader takes this level of like liberating myself from all the stuff that says that I can't do it or that's ever tried to hold me back, right? So it's like recognizing those things and then still showing up and still saying yes and feeling and sourcing my power from within, right? So that's another real key piece for me of feeling like liberated is I'm no longer held down by my conditioning and I'm able to fully step into and source power from within and then show up in that way and show up in the world in that way. Mm -hmm. so I'm not to digest. Um, mm -hmm. It brings me to actually the conversation that we were having earlier prior to recording this mm -hmm. um, around mm -hmm. the permission to have more and feel more of the good stuff. Uh, because that's kind of the sense that I get from what you're saying is yes, I'm, I, liberation for me is this, yes, I can still feel all of those fears on board when I choose to actually give myself the things that are loving for myself, that do serve me, that mm. do feel mm. really good to my system and my body. Um, yes. Yeah. And I'd love for you to even share your version of this. Um, I kind of said for me, it was like this permission to actually 
be in my pleasure and to feel more pleasure, to feel more good stuff. I'd love for you to share yeah. your version of, because uh, it just kind of feels like this, not only this stepping in, but also this like opening and expanding up and out for more and more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. When we kind of have this sense of, of liberation inside, like the energy flows so much more because again, it's like, we've kind of looked at like, okay, well, what is this piece? Why is this kind of like holding me back? Or why does this keep showing up and like kind of going in there and really getting real with that and doing you know, whatever kind of excavation work that needs to be done to liberate the energy. And so then we can actually create more and more life force, more and more energy through this kind of um, embodied liberation. And so as we were saying earlier, um, the, the kind of the permission to feel good. And what I've actually noticed for myself and from a lot of actually my clients along the way is that our nervous systems aren't actually primed for that permission for goodness, for that permission for pleasure. And so as much as we talk about working with the nervous system and somatics around like coming out of fight flight, you know, calming the sympathetic nervous system, you know, all this kind of stuff. The flip side of that is we also have to expand our capacity for goodness, for pleasure, and that it's okay to sit in that. Like somewhere along the way, we received a message that it, that was not okay. <laughs> it's very unproductive to just be in your body and taste the pleasure that's available to you in every moment when you're awake, aware, you're feeling your sensations, you're feeling your breath, you know where you are, you know, just even just to be in your awake, aware, conscious practice, you can taste that sense of uh, pleasure through that experience. So I know that I can like, I can tap into pleasure in any moment. The moment I take a breath, I get in my body and I taste what's there, just whatever is there. And that's a way to also that I've primed my nervous system that there is pleasure, even in that. Like I can say I've, I've got some pain, right? Something comes up. I can still like what I'm working with in my practice right now is to acknowledge the pain while still sitting and choosing to resource and sit in the pleasure or just, you know, and I think sometimes pleasure can bring up that word even brings up a lot for people because they might just equate it to like, whether it's just like orgasmic pleasure or like these big peak experiences of pleasure. And so what I've also had to work a lot for myself and that, you know, I work with my clients a lot in is understanding that just like the tiniest bit of, of pleasure is available and it doesn't have to be these big grandiose things or experiences. It's like, can you just feel the pleasure of breath going through your nose, you know, and, and exhaling your breath through your mouth. And it sounds sometimes a little bit cheesy, but if we start to rewire our brain, recognize like, oh, that is a really pleasurable experience just to feel the wind on my face and realizing that that's a resource and kind of linking it to our nervous system being like, hey, this is possible too. This is possible too. And I think it's so important when we're doing healing work, you know, to realize that we don't always have to just go into the pain, but that we can choose something else as well. We can choose to rest in the goodness, to rest in the pleasure of just breath, aliveness, sensations, whatever that is. Mm. Yeah, and I would I'd really love, um, I feel like there's a piece that uh, you might be able to share further um, around 
like your work and I'm, I'm kind of getting this sense that there's something within your work and within what you're seeing with your clients or with something that's happening with you at the moment um, that also wants to be revealed um, like wants to emerge and I'm just trying to like yeah I mean I yeah I'd love for you to to share to speak into anything that's kind of sure, there sure I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a little bit like I was saying, it's like how deeply ingrained and like, you know, generationally, culturally, whatever, like how we've just totally forgot that this is a, like a priority that we actually allow ourselves and work in the systems in our body to, to be able to experience and receive pleasure. And I think that it gets so, um, you know, we can get a little bit misguided because there's like, there's lots of different types of pleasure. Right. And so I know for me, what I would maybe if in my past, like coin as pleasure was really like avoidance, numbing, very temporary, like quick dopamine hits. So whether it was, you know, alcohol or food, or just like completely deciding to tune out and like binge TV or like whatever these things were that really took me out of myself, because it was kind of this like, wait a minute, I have to like sit with myself and really just breathe and be there. And everything in my body would scream like, no, 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 no. You know? And then I would just like boost out of my body, boost out of, you know, I'm just, I can't deal with it. I'm not there. And so, you know, as I started to lean into kind of actually not boosting and actually really, truly sitting with what is and doing this kind of healing work, um, you know, I saw that like what I would consider pleasure was kind of just avoidance or it was just going for that quick dopamine hit and it just wasn't sustainable because it's like a peak and then a crash, right? So you kind of go for that dopamine hit of like whatever the, the very quick fix kind of pleasure solution that you're trying to give yourself that I was trying to give myself and realizing that I actually don't feel any afterwards. I feel generally worse. So I was like, okay, I really need to look at what this whole pleasure thing is and understand like, oh, there's there's such a deeper, deeper, deeper well of source of infinite pleasure that exists inside of me that doesn't require anything, like any type of like consumption or getting out of my body or anything like that. And so I think that was a big part of my journey and what I actually love to kind of like, it's just such a, a flip. Like we just have to kind of flip that switch and really recognize like the pleasure that really deeply nourishes us, our bodies, our souls, our spirits, that's sustainable, that fills up us with more life. And we just kind of started to kind of draw upon that well, rather than going for the quick fix, like reaching outside of ourselves. Mm. And it, um, it feels like this muscle that essentially just gets built over time of the, um, yes. the reference point, you know, it's like the reference point mm. created and it just gets built upon and expanded and expanded and expanded. Um, yeah. So it's broadening that spectrum of what pleasure is and how we can actually, yeah. So like now for me, it's, it's so much more about, like you were saying, my, like my kind of pleasure work is um, the first thing that comes to mind is slowing down, <laughs> like just to slow down. And I really want to speak to that because 
you know, my mind, if your mind's anything like my mind, it wants it to be so much more complicated. <laughs> like my mind wants my solutions to my problems to be so much more complicated than they are, right? <laughs> so that's a muscle too. Exactly. It's just how like, do I understand everything? How do I know everything? How do I do all of the things? It's still the doing element, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, pleasure to me, it's like slowing all the way down and really tending to my needs moment to moment. And in order to do that, I have to slow down. I have to get still. I have to listen to what's there. I can't run away from it. I can't avoid it or, you know, kind of just not acknowledge it, but just to really tend to my needs moment to moment and actually make that a pleasure practice. You know, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I um, was speaking with a, a friend of mine the other day and, and she was kind of talking about the whole pleasure element. And I just said to her, you know, isn't it interesting how, I don't know about what it's like over in America, but here in Australia, I grew up with people saying to me, oh, it's just the simple little pleasures of life. You know, so we've got it in this conversational, mm. I guess, you know, it's, it's in our culture, but we've somehow disassociated from it and made it into something that is not what it's solving. At its out. essence. Yeah, yeah, at its essence. And also looking at it like it's some privilege, you know, and then feeling guilty about the privilege. So then you have to kind of, you know, untangle and, and unwrap the whole kind of guilty pleasure thing, you know, and like, what's that about? And why yeah. pleasure is guilty and why that's a phrase, guilty pleasure. <laughs> Let's go into that. Let's go into that. I feel really, I feel really, I, I would love to hear your take on that because I, I, I also have had multiple conversations with clients along my time with that, mm. like guilty pleasures. Mm, yeah mm. and that's even like um I think there's even ice creams called guilty pleasures over here in Australia I'm just like it's Probably, a thing. Yes. yeah so the fact that these two words are so so kind of like synonymous and like coupled together yeah. you know um I think really points to like kind of let's say the distortion in our society of like why we have to feel guilty to feel good. And this is deeply ingrained, right? Guilty feeling good. It's kind of like the martyrdom archetype, that kind of self-sacrificing, that people pleaser. I think especially for us as women as well, you know, it's like because we've kind of been seen either, you know, through our, our primary caretakers or through society that everyone's needs have to go first and everyone else has to make sure we're taking they're all taken care of before you can feel good then there is this element of kind of feeling guilty when finally it's like oh there's some time for me but like am I allowed this is this okay and I mean for me I had so much of this around food right so I mean this is one like you said ice cream I mean this is one that's just like I mean we're literally marketed the entire concept of guilty pleasure, you know, and in around food and, you know, my, my journey with my body and, and really finally being, I'm really being at a place where I can just so unabashedly love and accept my body exactly as it is now is, is probably the biggest triumph of my life. But if I look back to, you know, my relationship with food and how much guilt I would feel like for eating something bad you know and and um 
and how insidious that was to my happiness. So I feel like guilty pleasure, it like cuts us off so much from like authentic celebration and joy and like giving ourselves that permission to be like, hell yeah, I'm going to like enjoy if it's food or whatever it is to like just fully say yes. And so I think for me, and if this is helpful and that's watching, it's how to start to become neutral with things first, right? Because, and that's kind of like the crux of, of, of excavating our shadows and, and kind of doing the shadow work is it's like, if we still feel super activated by something or super triggered by something, like it's not neutral at all. And mm -hmm. so we want to get to a place, I think, where we can feel pretty neutral about something. So like for me now with all food, like it's neutral, like there's food I prefer, there's, but there's not like good and bad food. It's like, I mean, every so often you might be like, oh, indulged a little too much today and did not feeling great, but fine. You know, I'm not, but like in the past that would like send me into spiraling, you know, self-loathing, you know, <laughs> episodes for days. Whereas now it's, it's just neutral. It's like, oh yeah, I indulged a little bit, a little bit today. I'm not feeling great, but neutral like there's just no hold there's no guilt there's no story there's none of that and so that was kind of just really working with coming back to a place of, of neutrality with things and then when we kind of find that neutral baseline where things aren't like super good or super bad or we remove the binary we remove that good bad lens that good bad bi binary I think that is such a great step to like start with and really work on it's interesting you mentioned about the food. Um, I've actually just come off a four-week food plan, which um, I'm I'm currently. By the time this this um, episode comes out, um, I would have uh -huh. shared a full seven-day journey of my my food. Uh, I can't wait to listen to that. Before. Actually, yeah, it's called Feed Your Soul, and one of the big things that I noticed with this that uh, exactly links into the guilty pleasures is how I was. Because food has been, I totally resonate with what you're saying in terms of, you know, all the body stuff. We've been through a lot of similar yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, body image issues, um, the outsourcing with food, the relationship with food. And yes. uh, one of the things that I really noticed with this food plan was how um, I would also use food to... Um, to feel good because I didn't want to give myself the pleasure of the true thing that I really, really wanted. So it was like, right. oh, I didn't want to give myself, I felt guilty about actually choosing to go spend a day with girlfriends when I should have been working or, mm, you know, it's like that too, yeah. type of like food as well. So I found it just incredibly interesting how our, yeah, just like the food side of things and the pleasure side of things are so, so intertwined. Like there is almost like no separation at all. Um, but it's like, oh, what are we actually hungry for? And how can we actually let ourselves fully give ourselves what we truly yeah. desire to be eating and yeah if it is the exactly. food like yes let's eat the food but if it's it. the experience of you know taking a full day off work and mm. giving us giving ourselves that like do that yes yeah. 
through that and the guilt and recognizing, right? Anyone watching this is the guilt like around this pleasure piece is just a story that you've adopted. It's like, it's not the truth. Like the truth is that we don't have to feel guilty for feeling good. Like that, like that's just pleasure is a natural desire that human beings are wired for that we go towards is feeling good. Yeah. So any, anything, if there's guilt wrapped up in that, like that is something that you've picked up along the way. Right. And you can actually, we can actually go in and start to feel like, oh, this is where this piece started from. Go in, excavate it. What does it need? Do we need to fully release that? It's not mine. Do we need to fully integrate it, call it in and be like, that's okay. I know why you feel guilty. So like, I'm going to show that part of myself some love. And then I'm going to choose something different. I'm going to alter my reality. I'm going to create new synapses in my brain, not the synapses that that are connected for guilt and pleasure, but like we're going to, you know, and then getting really clear, like, how do I want to feel when I'm in pleasure? Right. And kind of choosing the emotions. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel like a goddess. I want to feel like I'm modeling behavior that if I was to have a daughter, that she would see me, you know, in that someone that is confident and knows how to take care of herself and knows that residing in pleasure and goodness is actually a really important and powerful thing that we can, that we have to learn how to give ourselves. Yeah. If we, if we, if we don't, you know, if we're not, if we don't know how to give it to ourselves, we have to learn. We have to learn. And I feel like that's a really important piece for people to actually, for us to just really highlight there, you know, for people to know, because, um, what came to me as you were speaking is um, my experience of this is almost letting myself feel. So obviously recognizing that, oh, I feel guilty for actually doing that. Like mm. and feeling the feeling in my body of guilt, like letting myself yes. actually go into feeling how guilty I actually feel. And by doing so, it's almost like it just clears it from my nervous system to create space for that love to then take up residency in the place that the guilt was and that's like that I guess that is my interpretation of how I do it with what you've just said of recognizing the story where it came from feeling the feeling of the guilt that's actually there or whatever emotion that's actually there, you know? Um, And then once that has, you know, dissolved and released from the nervous system or something has moved, which we can feel. Mm, We can feel. Yeah. Totally. Then letting ourselves go, okay, well, hang on a second. Like, how do I, I'm choosing to give this to myself. How do I, what do I choose for myself? And then bringing that in and opening to that a lot more. Um, And it feels like just such a beautiful little process that people can start to uh, include in their, you know, in any part of their life of imagine the difference that that could make with every little thing that they do. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Getting curious. And you're right. Like a hundred percent. It's like, you have to go into that feeling or at least be with it. Right. And then really figuring out what it needs. Does it need love, acceptance, compassion? Does it need to be excavated and being like, that's not mine anymore. It's, it's out of me. It's done. It's like, 
send it through <laughs> the back door of my heart. It's over kind of thing, you know, but, but like you said, you made a really great point, which is absolutely hundred percent. The thing is like, but we have to feel it first. Like we have to let ourselves feel the felt sense, the yeah. sensations of guilt or whatever it is. And that's, then that is really the, the way, the portal in which we can like liberate that feeling from our body through breath, through our sound, through our movement, through love, through acceptance, through being with it. And then, yeah, we get to alter our reality. We get to choose, we get to choose a new emotion. So it's like that we get want to feel when we feel pleasure. Yeah, that we get to input in our nervous system. You know, it kind of takes me back to the nervous system that you were speaking about before is, um, priming the nervous system this is all a part of priming the nervous system to actually have like the permission to feel like that yeah. it's literally giving ourselves yeah. permission to actually feel that way um and i'd love to know from you um because i you work a lot in the realms of oh well, you well you work with intimacy and relationships and um yeah. how this shows up then because that for me is you know just giving myself that on a regular basis in terms of what do I want in my own life how does that then translate into you know intimacy with another person or um a physical like a, an actual um romantic relationship or love yeah no I mean I'm glad you brought this up because my next point around the whole guilty pleasure piece was like women receiving right? like, yes. and the that we might feel on like receiving in the bedroom, right? Whether it's, you know, receiving pleasure from our partners and all the thing, everything that comes up as, as a result of that, like, this is a really, really something that women really feel really challenged by. And I did for a really long time too. And I mean, often when we go under that, it's kind of this deserving peace or worthiness peace or just insecurity, um, you know, kind of blocking intimacy, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like kind of feeling like there's so many reasons why this kind of happens and why it's really hard, I think, for us to receive and receive pleasure and receive pleasure from our lovers, you know, and and that's a big one, right? That's a real big one. Mm. And like, and like you said, I mean, we just would, would apply, you know, a very similar process and being like, okay, well, what's underneath this? Like, why don't you want to receive pleasure? And then let's start to kind of go through and, and generally, like I said, what kind of sits under that so often is just this, I don't deserve it you know, it's, you know, or just kind of being so conditioned to just give and project and focus everything outward. When the mirror, you know, gets turned or the spotlight gets turned, it can feel very vulnerable, extremely uncomfortable. And again, if we don't have, our, if we're not resourced in our bodies and in our nervous systems to kind of hold ourselves <laughs> through that, we, we cut ourselves off from the beauty and and the power of, of receiving and receiving pleasure in, in particular. Yeah, I, um, I just recently had an experience um, where I was, you know, essentially in, in front of my lover and it was like, mm -hmm. I burst into tears because I literally felt how unworthy, like this deeper, 
layer of unworthiness of receiving love. Yeah. And it was, it was, it kind of just felt like it popped up out of nowhere, but it just was there and, and, and it just came out and I just burst into tears. And once I just really burst into tears and let myself be seen, it was uh, this beautiful experience of like, oh, okay, mm. great. Mm. Now, now we, it's like opening to even more love like this and and what it opened to for me was this tender even more intimate place yeah exactly exactly it creates so much intimacy right like kind of going through that and like letting yourself feel like oh my god this part of me that's so so deep that still feels unworthy of like really receiving this pleasure this love this the spotlight's on me, you know, and can I actually be like fully exposed, fully seen, fully, you know, with all the ca- the gaze going towards me, which, you know, it's, it's, it can be a lot. So, so much. The amount of love, because I feel like that as a woman, you know, I, I up until, I guess, just recently, like, there was almost this, uh, not actually realizing how much partners want to really love like how much they really want to love to be present to just love and the fullness of actually being present to allow not only the body to acknowledge that that's actually the fact but then to yeah. really receive like that amount of love mm. is such a priming for the nervous system like you said before it is that continual just letting in you know bit by bit bit by bit opening to more and more and more mm. yeah mm. that's it we're just increasing the capacity and so, like we said, with the tools that we were kind of speaking to around, like, and even the, the tool I started in the beginning was like slowing down, right? So just, you know, if women are watching this and like, they really want to feel like they know how to receive pleasure more, especially from someone else. It's like going really slow, staying really present, tending to your needs moment to moment, being able to kind of use your voice and express like, even naming it like this feels really uncomfortable. This feels really vulnerable. This feels really challenging for me right now, but I'm going to continue to surrender and like kind of acknowledge the, the tenderness, the vulnerability that it feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm going to hold myself at that edge, right? Really breathe, go really slow, stay present, ground and loving compassion, and then open just that little bit more, just that little bit more. Like if if that's your present moment truth, right? And then kind of really being able to titrate and just gently lean into the, the opening, just that little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And that's how we increase our capacity for pleasure. It's how our nervous system can support us in our desire for pleasure. And I'm so glad you brought up the piece where it's like giving our lovers credit that like they want this, you yeah. know, because I think about how much pleasure I get when I'm giving my, you know, my partner pleasure, 
it's incredible. And so to kind of like, because of like, say my own hangups, blocking him from that, you know, it's like kind of noticing like, wait a minute, like this, this, you don't have to push it away. It's really, it's okay. Right. And just continuously feeling that part of you that's always been worthy that's always been deserving right and really resourcing and rooting in that like usually when we slow down and we get quiet we can feel that part of us in ourselves like even if it's buried under so many layers of not enoughness and trauma and just humanness and life and everything if we can really slow down and get quiet we can sense that part of us that has always 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 been worthy and so it's just getting more familiar with that piece and knowing like that's our that's where we want to root into and 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 move from right and that's going to support us in our pleasure yeah absolutely i just um i had this experience of just you know how much i i have um when you were talking about the you know our lovers being acknowledged like i know what it feels like as a woman to have my love received by my lover, like the full capacity of my feminine heart received by my lover. Like there is, oh, just, it, 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 I'm speechless. It doesn't, it doesn't really have words, you know, and I, and I feel like we can all, all, know what that feels like to have our hearts be received so to actually receive that from our partners it's actually a gift it's a gift to receive from our partners as much as it is a gift to ourselves to really let ourselves receive our own pleasure like it's a win on all counts Yeah, a gift to them and a gift to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. (sighs) I'm wondering if there's anything specific that you would love to share, Kristen. Mm. Anything that's alive for you right now? Mm. Wow. I mean, all this juicy talk about like pleasure and liberation, you know, it's like, funnily enough, my, um, my one-on-one kind of three-month mentorship is called erotic liberation. And so, you know, being able to really understand and like you in this beautiful introduction, you see, you know, I said voice for women's empowerment and sexual liberation or this like erotic liberation and how, I think is just such like the key, you know, the biggest key or, you know, like to actually um, experiencing like our, our full sense of embodied liberation is like going in and really connecting to our eros and to our erotic nature. And again, like really understanding where we feel blocked in that or where we're still carrying so much from our past into our present and into, you know, kind of, and then seeing how it plays out, you know, like this whole idea of erotic liberation really touches on the fact that we hold the most guilt, you know, the most shame, the most fear, 
insecurities around our sexuality, our erotic energy. And, and so when we use our erotic energy as, and we really look at these pieces, this is then what allows, like you said, this liberation of like the past, but we can, we can really go in and liberate the past and clear the past and release the past and step into this sense of feeling liberated as a result, like our erotic energy starts to flow so incredibly and our confidence and our personal empowerment are like a byproduct of this free flowing eros, this free flowing erotic energy. And, you know, I recently was, you know, getting on the phone with a bunch of women, probably talked to over 50 women and really started to understand, like wanting to understand, like, what are those desired feelings, right? If you had, you feel like you had, you know, all your obstacles and challenges and um, struggles kind of cleared, you know, especially around the relationship to your body and your sexuality, like what would change for you? Like, how would you feel? And like almost unanimously, all the women were coming back and talking about how confident they would feel, how much more confident. And so, that what is what feels really alive for me at the moment is this deep, deep desire for women to feel confident, sure. right? And confident in who they are and how they show up and confident about asking for what they want, like maybe in the bedroom or, you know, giving themselves what they want if it, in terms of pleasure or desire or like really going for desires, right? And there's this piece around confidence that I'm now seeing is so co directly connected to this sense of liberating the past, clearing the past, finding this sense of liberation from the energy that comes in once we've kind of gone in and cleared it, right? So we've got this energy, we've got this life force. And then it's like the insecurities, the past, the things that used to have such a grip on us, they start to fall away. They're no longer relevant, right? They just, they, they loosen their grip. And so again, then we've got this energy to move through the world and this confidence that we're infused with to show up and really go for our desires and, and create the future, create the reality we want to see. Mm. <laughs> you say all that as in, yep, and that's how it is. <laughs> so it's so, yeah. So, I mean, our erotic energy, and then to really go in and find the sense of, of liberation through our erotic energy, you know, is what is the space I love, I love to play in, right? Is to really teach women how to feel empowered and confident in themselves through their erotic bodies, through their erotic energy, through their life force. Because I just think about how long I spent with my insecurities and my not enoughness just crippling me and, and mm. just killing me inside, like to the point where I felt dead, numb, nothing. It was just nothing in there. And so to kind of then, and the healing that came from reconnecting to my body, to my erotic energy, and that's the kind of thing. It's like when we start to connect to our erotic energy and our, and our erotic bodies, we're feeling ourselves at the deepest, deepest, deepest levels we can possibly feel ourselves, right? 
And so when we're feeling ourselves that deeply in our eros, like in our pain, in our trauma, in our pleasure, in our ecstasy and the whole thing, it's like, we just understand our internal landscape so much more. And Mm -hmm. so this is really another huge piece about how to feel empowered and liberated is again, like I kind of opened with is like, and really knowing our internal landscape and knowing what we need moment to moment and being able and resourced to give ourselves that. Um, And so working then with, um, going in and then kind of working with our deepest levels of guilt, our deepest levels of shame, our deepest levels of fear is what liberates our life force. And then from that, we can so show up in such, in a way that's so connected to our present moment truth and in a way that's so connected to the vision we have for our life and for our community and for changing the cultural narrative and changing the paradigm. I'd love for you to um I'd love for you to share um your version of I mean I I I know I I know what it is but I feel like for people listening <laughs> can you share a little bit more around um eros like what is eros and even even er- eroticism like what for you mm. what is your interpretation of what is this you know erotic liberation or what is eros you know because I feel like um well my personal journey like coming into the world of sexuality and sensuality and liberation and all of this there was that you know I spoke to a woman the other day and even like you said before even just the word pleasure was like oof okay you know so these words that are there I you know when we have such a relationship with them they are so full-bodied and they're so felt but for those who might not necessarily have cultivated a relationship with the energetics of them I would love to hear from you what your interpretation of eros and erotic is yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was really first introduced to this concept um, when I arrived at an intentional community, which we may have talked about before, but this was um, a place I lived for five months and they really, you know, it was kind of this uh, peace research project kind of um, community out in Portugal. Um, but they're kind of like one of the tenants and basis of, of this of this community was really was free erotic energy like really working with the free-flowing eros and and so you know this was basically like what they were kind of saying is is um our eros is basically our life force and and for me it's like this is what I've known to be true is it's the it's the animating force that connects me the most deeply to myself but I understand that this eros runs through all sentient beings and so it's kind of like this universal it's like if I can connect to my eros and really recognize that there is erotic eros energy in all living things and all living beings that there's this like interconnectedness then that you can kind of that we can tap into and we can feel the life force like not only in me but I can feel it running through everything mm-hmm. so this kind of idea of erotic energy of eroticism is it's the animating force and the inter and the force that actually allows me to feel the interconnectedness of life. Mm. 
that makes sense kind of <laughs> again these are very like you know kind of nebulous topics so it's <laughs> yeah no I, and no and I, I feel like it's um I guess for me why I ask is because um mm. I you know I see that it translates into everything it literally is a part of everything. And so when, you know, people have issues in their everyday life around anything, it diving directly into this is literally going to permeate out into every other area <laughs> of their life. So, you know, I guess that's why this I just want to message. Do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, to continue to speak to. Exactly. Exactly. And right. so, you know, to, to have, to have us understand that, you know, it literally is the, the life it's life force energy. It's life force energy. And so, you know, when we hit the lead domino, then it literally knocks down exactly. every other area. Yes. So, yes. and I just feel like that's incredible. I love that, I love that um, analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As it's more than just our sexual energy, right? Like I think sometimes the words maybe get a little bit intermixed and it's not like Eros doesn't just come from our sexual center, right? It doesn't just come from like our sex organs. Eros comes from all of it. Yes. All of it right? It's, it's all of it. It comes from our heart. It comes from like all of our energetic centers. It, it's, it's, and then it's tapping into the interconnected energy or force consciousness that like connects us all, you know? So it is this kind of, I don't know, this like energetic grid web that is like within ourselves and that connects us to all of life. The, the, the greatest way that I feel to explain it is it's almost like air. You can't see it, but you mm. breathe it all mm. the time mm. all the time it's continuously permeating our being in and out mm. in and out through and and backwards like it, it's and it's in it's everywhere it's in mm. everything and that's probably the best way that for someone who's listening if you need an actual un like visualization or understanding like this is you know you take it away or you limit it and then of course it's going to stop you know feeding life yeah. our life yeah. right yeah yeah so that sounds really exciting erotic liberation mm. <laughs> yeah so this is what i i i love to guide and facilitate and like really hold women's hands and like walk them through this initiation of reconnection mm. to their erotic energy because like you said it is the lead domino and i think so much especially well I was gonna say especially for women and I'm not trying to make it special but there is this piece of course about like living in patriarchy and having women's sexuality be a complete and utter you know so taboo and like the entire thing so I think that there's even more power in it for us because there's like this reclamation and like if we can really rec reclaim our erotic energy as innocent as as um totally fundamental right <laughs> like and it's like the air like I love like you said it's like the air that we breathe it's like this fundamental piece that we need to really go in and look at and heal and claim and liberate because it will affect every single area of your life and if you're looking for more inner agency right this is another thing that's really coming up in my groups and with my clients is this thing of like being your 
own best advocate and having the power and the confidence and that sense of inner agency to fully show up in the world and to stand in your yes and to stand in your no, right? You want to learn how to do that unabashedly and like confidently without guilt, right? And without fear and without shame, like we connect to the power of your erotic energy and like it infuses everything and your power and your confidence and your inner agency is it. We don't have to go search for it. It, it appears authentic. Mm-hmm. It appears in this embodied state because we've gone back in and really come home to ourselves and our bodies and, and, you know, feeling our erotic energy in that way. And I'd love to know uh, how this for you then translates into uh, men in the world. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like erotically liberated women, how does this mm. have a flow-on effect into men or into, you know, a woman who's in a relationship with a man or just, I, I believe, yeah. men in general, like the whole population of the world, you know? Well, yeah, look, I actually think it, 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 it helps men to feel more safe, right? To actually... Like if a if he if there's a man that really sees a woman in her power that like knows her yes knows her nose can take care of herself can clearly communicate what she's about you know all these kind of things and it's like I think it's so supportive for men for them to feel safe for them to kind of know you know their lane and where they stand and like how to meet her in this way and I think that the other thing is which might maybe sometimes. I'd love to speak into is around like a woman in her sexual liberation, her erotic liberation, you know, maybe might be misconstrued as a woman who's like hard or like don't need you or push away or anything like that. But I sense, I think, you know, I teach and in the truest sense of erotic liberation is that we know ourselves so well and sense what we need moment to moment. We know like when we can soften and receive and fully let go. And we know when we have to really like stand in our power and like maybe protect our sacred gate, our sacred ground. I mean, like this is a no, you know, and, and learning how to say no and not feel guilty for saying no, you know? And so I just think that the way that it translates to men is just so much more clarity. Men don't have to continually try to read signals or do the guessing work or anything like that. It's like, they kind of like, we know where we stand. You know, we all kind of know where we stand because we know where we stand with ourselves internally. Mm. So I think it's hugely, hugely supportive and men don't have to be threatened by it whatsoever. In fact, it actually is creating so much more safety for them to show up the way that they want to show up and that we, and that they don't like, we don't have to kind of go into victim mindset or, you know, just this kind of like feeling disempowered through not being able to use our voice or feeling disempowered by not being able to truly ask for what we want or what we need. Um, So when we've got all that like aligned, it just creates more connection, more harmony, more meeting each other on this equal playing field and then working in the polarity dance, you know, because I think that that's kind of the beautiful thing is like, you know, we, when we, when we get into relationship or we have a lover and like really meeting them on an equal playing field, whole complete perfect on our own. And then we get to play in that full letting go receive that fully going and giving and create that kind of beautiful polarity dance which is so fun to play with masculine feminine energy yeah i love that i love that and i i just i want to add a couple of pieces to that as well like just from what i have seen um especially in your work and uh, just with women liberating themselves 
erotically um, is this ability, like you said, you know, for, for women to hold themselves in, in all of themselves and men need holding as well. Mm. There is this beautiful reciprocation of like, baby, I've got you. It's okay. You know, with yeah. ability to also give that back to our men because they do hold so much. And then also on the other tail end of that is, you know, our ability to receive more pleasure then allows them to be in that pool of nourishment with us. Mm. Like Mm. that is so beautiful. Like it's just, Mm. it's, you know, and these are only like three main points of how it actually impacts men. So not only obviously us, but men. So, exactly. you know, there's, there's a whole like ocean more of benefits to everyone in the situation. So I I think it's highly necessary. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause like you said, like when we can hold ourselves, then we can hold our men too. Or we, when we know we've got ourselves and can hold ourselves, then we can surrender, right? Then we can fully sur- receive and, and really taste like the insane, incredible, infinite amount of pleasure that's there when we are in our fully surrendered st- um, state, right? We kind of got to learn how to get there by, by doing, you know, by really like doing the work and, and figuring out how we can really hold ourselves in these big, these bigger energies, as well as these little, you know, these smaller pleasures, but like really working to expand our capacity to hold the full kind of surrendered dissolution of like merging with the whole. (laughs) So I just have uh, one final question to ask you uh, before we kind of close this down. Sure. Uh, do you believe in heaven on earth? Mm, absolutely. I believe in heaven. Yes. Like in my body, I believe in heaven. Yeah. I was going to say, what's your interpretation of heaven on earth then? As well? <laughs> do you believe in it? I, know I absolutely believe in it. And I believe heaven on earth is being so goddamn connected to the moment and the life that's there right life only Mm -hmm. ever exists like right here right now in the moment and so for me heaven on earth is just being in it so 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 in it and being to acknowledge all of it and accept all of it and say yes to it and to really be in a five senses experience of it right to really have all senses open dialed in online having sexual center open, heart center, throat center, you know, all these things and just kind of fully embracing and surrendering to life as it is and having no need to change any of it. <laughs> right. So for me, that's that's heaven on earth. <laughs> yes. And what I'm hearing from you is that it starts from within starts from inside the body Mm -hmm. (sighs) i'm still in resistance somewhere like i can't experience the heaven and i can't experience you know the fullness of life and so yeah it's it's such an inside job it so starts with self and that's why i'm just so grateful to be able to work with these incredible 
you know, people to be able to, you know, we have to do our own work. Like you don't go in and save your clients. I don't, we can't save anyone, but what we can do is we can offer a really a beautiful container and scaffolding in which we can find this out for ourselves you know, mm. and give little pointers and mirrors and a direction along the way and holding hands and being like, it's time to step through, right? You can do this. Mm. <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, guys, if you want to contact Kristen, I have all of her notes in the show notes, all of the ways in which you can contact her Instagram, her website, all of that will be in the show notes. Is there anything that you would like to share um, before we go, Kristen? Oh, I just, I feel super lit up by this conversation. It feels so wonderful to be able to like, share a little bit of my journey our insights and and I even love that we really you know gave like some real tangible kind of tools and resources of how to work with some of these deeper more complex sticky things that kind of will appear as we like increase yeah. our capacity for pleasure and goodness you know the stuff comes up and so you know the the kind of tools and resources that we've shared are so valuable and if your mind wants to make it more complicated than that which most do it's really just about like okay yeah i hear you and this is what kristen lauren said this is going to happen but really then just coming back into this more simplicity of just recognizing being aware tending to your needs moment to moment and then taking action to your present truth reality yeah um, and so it just, it's just, it's such an honor and it's such a pleasure. And I love feeling so lit up by our conversations and yeah. Um, and just kind of, yeah, taking away a sense of gratitude and also, you know, it's, it's this lifelong practice and I still am trying to increase my capacity to, to hold and to reside and rest in the goodness. And so even being able to have these conversations is so supportive for me as well. So thank you. Ah, oh. mm -hmm. oh, amen. Amen to all of that completely. <laughs> and um, just really honoring you for all the work that you're doing for women, for men. You know, it all touches everything. And um, gosh, how blessed we are to have here. you in this world. That's why we're here, baby. You beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my love. Sending so many kisses across, across the Pacific. And um, I hope um, I get to give you a cuddle soon. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the Liberate Podcast. Remember, deep unbridled pleasure, love and freedom is your absolute birthright. If you've loved this episode, head to Apple Podcast or iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next time for another wildly liberating and deeply enriching conversation. See you then.